Welcome back to Kicking It With KK. I'm your host, Crystal Keen, and I am so happy that you're here today. Let me ask you, how do you think that we can stand up against anything that this nasty world throws at us and expect to win the battle? Well, the answer is in our defenses, which is the armor of God. And today we are going to discuss the first piece of armor, the helmet of salvation. So get comfy and let's get started. First off, I want to do a pulse check really quick. We are on three weeks of having your own war room. And how's it going? Are you finding yourself able to get in there and spend time with God? I sure hope so. And remember, don't overthink it. He just wants to spend time with you, to love on you, and to show you just how much He cares. He wants to wrap His arms around us and hold us tight. No matter what the situation is, He cares. So just give it to Him. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20 shows us all the armor that is provided to us. And I just want to read the last sentence of verse 10 as it sets this whole thing up. And it says, stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Come on. Can I get an amen? That is amazing already. Just that first little verse shows us that we have explosive power throwing in and through us, through the Spirit. And then I'm going to go on to read 11 through 20. And it says, Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all of the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slander for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Okay, and then we're going to get into the pieces of armor. And in verse 14, it says, Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. So that's the belt. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. So that's the breastplate. Stand on your feet alert then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. So those are the shoes. And in every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield. So there's the shield. For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. So there's the helmet. That's what we're talking about today. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. And that's where we see the sword. So that's our weapon. And then I want to read on just a little bit more to finish into verse 20. But this is talking about prayer. And I also think that prayer is such an added weapon that we have. I know we spoke about it a few weeks ago. uh, But this just helps to lay out how praying is also a weapon. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. And this is verse 20. Yes, 
pray that I may preach the wonderful news of God's kingdom with bold freedom at every opportunity. Even though I am chained as a prisoner, I am his ambassador. So the helmet gives us hope that we can sustain ourselves because we know that we are bought and paid for for an incredible price. And it gives us vision to lock our eyes firmly on Jesus. Our salvation is the most precious gift that we could have ever received. And we cannot afford to be without the helmet daily. And the helmet is your mind. You are protecting your mind. No, it's not an actual helmet that we have to put on every day and wear, but it is an invisible helmet and it's a tool that God gave us. And sometimes when I wake up, I truly do do the actions of putting on my helmet, putting on my breastplate, like grabbing my shield, you know, because for me, that helps me. Again, I'm more of a tangible person and I grab and cast and I truly put on my invisible armor. But what that's doing is it's just helping my mind to know, like I have to put on my armor today. I have to have God today. I have to have my helmet because I cannot fight without him. And protecting our mind is vital to our spiritual walk. It keeps our mind out of the gutter and away from attacks. Satan wants to stir up issues in your marriage. He wants to stir up issues in relationships and family. But if you have your helmet on properly, you can protect your mind from those thoughts. And he cannot break through or convince you to see things his way. If a soldier wants to go into battle without the helmet, I would see them as not fully armored up or even prepared. I would be like, bro, you forgot your helmet. Like, come on. Like the helmet is a vital piece to armor. And in the spiritual realm, the helmet protects our minds against anything that would probably try to destroy us. We also have to protect our eyes. Spiritual vision allows us to fix our eyes on God, pressing forward without any distraction or detours. And the enemy wants to distract us. He wants us to make those detours because it's going to lead us away from the purpose that God has for us. So how is our salvation like a helmet? Well, having a helmet also properly means that we can apply his truth, make righteous choices, and have peace and put our faith fully in God as we gain victory every day, moment by moment and choice by choice. Did you know that we can destroy arguments? When I read this for the first time, I was like, okay, where has this been my whole life? We have control to take every thought captive and destroy it. And that is where I get my grab and cast motion from as we discussed last week. And we see that in 2 Corinthians 10, five and six. And it says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and breaks through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow down in accordance to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weapons, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. And I think that last part right there is really key um, because it says, as soon as you choose complete obedience. And so that's just being obedient in God. And I also love 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. And it talks about being knocked down, but not knocked out. And I love that. In verse 8, it says, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, 
fitting, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not knocked out. Come on, that is some truth right there. That is amazing. So anytime you just feel down and out, just remember this, like, God's got you and he is not going to leave us. He is not going to forsake us. We may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. We are not knocked out of the fight. And I, I just love that. So here are five ways that you can tell if your helmet is working properly. One, renew your mind. The mind is a battlefield. And so you have to allow the word of God to wipe out anything that is not true. In Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind. And number two, reject doubt. Like this one is huge for so many of us. I think self-doubt is one of the biggest hurdles that hold us back. And when the enemy tries to seep up on you and tell you everything that you are not, shout this out and proclaim it. Say, I am worthy. I am anointed. I am powerful. I am a child of a king and I know who I am in Christ. So get out of here with all that doubt. I even did this when I was in labor and I just started proclaiming that out. I am worthy. I'm anointed. I'm powerful. I'm a child of a king. So when doubt comes over you, just find certain words that amplify you up. For me, like it's, it's the word, the anointed, powerful child of a king. Like that is what I use. That is one of my defenses because that helps me to align back with who I am in Christ. And so just get something and shout it out when that comes in and it'll help to remove that doubt. And it is impossible to have faith and doubt at the same time. And God rewards our faith. And with the helmet on properly, we choose to believe the truth and reject all doubt. And number three, keep an internal focus. Matthew 6, 20, it talks about storing up yourselves treasures in heaven and not on earth. And by putting the helmet on properly, it helps us when life gets tough. I always try to keep these things in mind. If it doesn't bear fruit, cut it off. If it doesn't help you pursue the kingdom of God, leave it. And if it doesn't have internal significance, it's not important. And I even apply these with friendships. And I know sometimes that's hard, but you know what? If it's not bearing fruit, cut it off. If it's not helping me pursue the kingdom of God, leave it. And if it doesn't have eternal significance, it's not important. But that's for me to each their own. And number four, victory is already accomplished. We are dead to sin and alive to God. We eliminate opportunities for Satan's traps. Romans 6, 11, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And number five, put all your hope in Christ. Our helmet is most effective when we treasure what it represents and we eliminate Satan's lures and we, we make him powerless. So just keep that hope in Christ, like know who you are in Christ and cherish what it represents, which is our salvation. Now let's talk about five ways your helmet is not working properly. Number one, you dwell on the past, on your failures and living in the what ifs and if onlys. Does that sound familiar to some of you? Do we need some adjusting of the helmet? And number two, if you are doubting Christ's love for you and his care and what you're going through, Listen, God always cares and the enemy is going to try to make you feel like he doesn't. But trust me, he cares for everything that you're going through. And number three, when you look to worldly things for comfort instead of looking to God, this one can be for so many different topics. So on this one, I just encourage you, 
if you are looking to, to worldly things instead of God, maybe just try to flip them. Um, I'm just going to give an example. If you've had a bad day and you want to go booze it up, maybe first just take a step back and pray to God about it. You know, I mean, don't, don't go to the liquor cabinet instead of going to God first. Maybe you go to your Bible, start switching that up to say, okay, God, like I, I am weak in this area. I do go to worldly things first instead of you. So I want to seek your counsel first. So I want to go to the word of God and get that fuel um, that I need and get that encouragement and get that love that I need from you instead of a temporary fix from the liquor cabinet. Now that's just an example. I'm, I'm just using that as an example to, um, let you know worldly things versus looking to God. Okay. So don't come at me on that one. <laughs> and number four, when you fall for every trap that the enemy has, when you live for the world, just like number three, and you go back to your own ways of life, that's what the enemy wants. And that's where he's going to get you. And that's just recognize that and know that, Hey, my helmet is not properly working. I need a little bit of adjustment. Remember, keep that eternal focus. Keep that eternal focus. If it doesn't pursue the kingdom of God, leave it. And number five, when you treasure earthly things more than you do God, and this is by cheapening grace, by continuing to sin in the same ways repeatedly, where you do something and you're like, oh, well, I got God's grace. So tomorrow I'm going to ask for forgiveness on it. But right now in the moment, I'm going to do this. That's cheapening God's grace. I get it. We're all sinners and nobody is perfect. And if you see yourself cheapening God's grace, then maybe you just need to adjust your helmet a little bit and align it back to God. Like we don't want to purposely take advantage of God's grace, but sometimes we accidentally do it and we don't even realize we're doing it because our helmet is not fastened properly. So those are the five ways that it's not working properly. The enemy doesn't have to bother you when you are sinning. He already has you. His claws are already in your back. And that is exactly why I wanted to learn how to fight. Because yes, I'm walking with the Lord now, but I'm going to learn how to fight you because I want to defeat you every day on every situation that you try to throw my way. And this takes practice and discipline. There's no doubt about it. But as you wear your helmet of salvation every day, your mind becomes more aware of the traps that the enemy tries to lay out for you. And you choose to guard your mind from the worldly ways and focus on everything that honors God. So what are some personal doubts or struggles that you may need protection from? And how can the helmet of salvation give you courage to face it with confidence? So what will you do differently this week, knowing that you have knowledge through scripture on how to wear your helmet so it protects and renews your mind? And listen, before I hop off here, I just want to say whatever your personal doubts are, I get it. I've been there too, and I have struggled with self-doubt. It is a huge thing, but reject those thoughts and release them to God. They are not from Him anyways, so send them back to hell where they belong. You are beautiful. You are smart, and there is purpose on your life. And listen, God doesn't make mistakes. Come on, and He created you for a reason. So reject that doubt. Don't allow the enemy to have any stronghold over your mind at all. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Tell yourself that you're smart, even if you don't think so. Even if you don't feel beautiful, say it out. I will tell you, when I was a teenager, I went through some struggles um, thinking that I wasn't beautiful. I had that self-doubt. I thought I was ugly, like every teenager does. And here's what I did. I wrote down on a three by five note card, 
that I was beautiful, that I'm wonderfully and beautifully made. And I just, I would say that every day, every day that I would get up to go to school and I would look in the mirror and get ready. And it said, I am beautiful. And I said, I'm going to speak that out five times. You know, at first I didn't really believe it, but then as I started to every day claim that out and speak that out over myself, it is truly like God started to peel back the layers and one day I got to look in the mirror and let me tell you I thought I looked like Britney Spears okay <laughs> because it just transformed my mind because I was relating it back to scripture that I'm beautiful and I'm wonderfully made through God and it transformed my mind so don't let the enemy have any strongholds on your thoughts so that is a wrap for today. If you have enjoyed this and want to discuss more or need prayer, I also do an online coffee shop on Thursdays at 10 in the morning throughout this series. And I would love for you to come and join me. I'll put the Zoom link in the notes section below. And also subscribe to this channel so you get the weekly updates and don't miss anything that is upcoming. Take care and have a blessed day.